the right door on your way down. There's no telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. Repositories of knowledge can be deep and endless. Just like my home in the caves. Many people have lost their way and never been seen again. It's like the mansion is changing. It feels like there is more of a malicious intent behind it. Almost as if it is Malik or some other powerful being. There is a familiarity to it can't quite put my finger on it. A portal? Where would this go? Maybe it's a trap. What's that front? It does smell like a trap, doesn't it? I can see a pedestal in it. Maybe it's the last story we must witness. And then it will take us home. What do you think? Yeah, you're right. We have to witness it either way. Okay, let's do it. Abyss. Written by R. Michael. Narrated by James Barnett. As kids, Aunt Carrie told us we were special. Now I wonder... Kelly kept her brown eyes fixated on the corner of the room. Why we are the only people who can see them? Eric finished her sentence. Kelly nodded. Yes. For a time, I questioned if we had some sort of psychosis. Like shared delusions. It was just easier to rationalize it when we grew up and went our separate ways. Now that we're living under the same roof again, they're back. It's only been a couple of days, too. Immediately after Eric spoke, he heard the swift pitter-patter of feet on the nearby linoleum. His head turned quickly to investigate. Though he saw nothing, he knew it marked the start to another eventful evening. Remember how terrified we were to go to bed? Yes, and waking up with scratches bruises and burns if we did fall asleep. Kelly rose from the couch and paced while she spoke. Mom and Dad thought we were just taking our pranks too far. What if we are special? I mean, we didn't see them for over five years, and now suddenly they're back. 
There has to be something that happens when we're together. After a brief pause, she glanced out the window. The sun is nearly set. Eric wrapped his arms tightly around himself and glanced up. I'm sorry. I should have never asked to stay with you. Maybe it's time we face this problem. Kelly forced a smile, attempting to appear reassuring. Her ear caught the sound of more feet scurrying across the flooring, and her chest tightened. A dark haze swirled into the living room and gradually inundated the entire house. Distant hissing and crying came through the TV speakers, but the screen remained black. Shortly thereafter, a jagged tear appeared in the wall, darker than a moonless night. Across the frayed edges of the anomaly, a strange charcoal glow pulsated, illuminating the room. Clicks and hisses mingled with deep howls from the dimensional rip. Eric watched a clawed, meaty, two-fingered hand grab the edge of the portal before a monstrosity stepped through. Mandibles twitched and three glossy blue eyes surveyed the room. Curling his lips, Eric unleashed a snarl and booted the creature back through. But three more appeared. Within minutes, nearly two dozen creatures, each standing just over four feet tall, swarmed into the home. The crack expanded exponentially, consuming the entire wall and granting the grotesque horde passage to the mortal plane. One of them nipped Kelly's thigh, and a second leapt onto her back. With a shriek, she wildly flailed her arms, inadvertently smacking it off her before it could take a bite. The fog thickened, making it nearly impossible for the duo to see the invaders. Without warning, the attack ceased, and the diminutive beings vanished. The sounds from the television grew louder before going silent. Kelly gingerly took a step toward the ebony pit that replaced her wall and gulped down the lump in her throat. She turned to her brother, her face pruned with anxiety. Those were new. Yes, usually it's... He didn't finish. What if we stepped through? I don't think that's a good idea. We could get trapped there. We may also figure out what's happening to us, Eric countered especially since the problem has evolved. You said we should face this. This is our chance. I meant that we should deal with it here, in a familiar setting. We have no idea what's on the other side. Kelly voiced meekly. I've had enough. I can't spend the rest of my life wondering if it will happen again. I want a normal life where I can visit my sister without these phenomena. I'm going through. Wait! It was too late. He had already entered the void. Taking a deep breath, Kelly followed, knowing she would regret it. On the other side, the world was shrouded in perpetual night, lit only by a forest of brilliant white pine trees, which radiated a soft, somber glow. The portal is still there. Hopefully... It will stay that way when we want to leave. Kelly sighed as she approached Eric. Alright, you wanted answers. Let's see if we can find them. 
owls, chirps, clicks, and all manner of animalistic sounds reverberated while they traversed deeper into the wilds. Silvery, misty shapes drifted amongst the trees, sticking to the shadows. We shouldn't stay here, Callie stated, her eyes following one of the shades. Thankful they hadn't noticed the duo. Agreed. Let's keep moving. I hope you know what you're doing, Kelly said. Don't you trust your little brother? Eric briefly flashed a playful smirk, but she simply rolled her eyes. Roughly 200 feet from the portal, Kelly spied a cluster of ruined buildings. Surrounding the nearby area were more of the diminutive creatures that invaded her home. To the east, Something standing six feet above the trees surveyed the area. Kelly tapped Eric's shoulder. What do you think that is? She whispered. Good question. Look at those eyes. They glow wider than the trees. It'd probably be a good idea to keep clear of its gaze, if possible. Yeah, that's the trick, isn't it? I think we should also be careful not to get too close to those ruins. He pointed. Then let's try further west, Kelly suggested. Behind some scraggly bushes, a pair of eyes watched the siblings. Little two-toed feet padded after them, keeping a safe distance. The creature's saw-riddled lips arced upward, unveiling a handful of pointed teeth. An orange tongue snaked out to taste the air before the being ducked behind a pine tree. Did you hear something? Kelly asked. Yeah, how can I not? This place is overrun with disturbing noises. Not that. I thought I heard something following us. Everything here makes me uneasy. It's hard to know what's paranoia and what's real. Kelly heard a swift pitter-patter. She swiveled her head and furrowed her brow, keeping a watchful eye on the nearby scenery. Look! Eric pointed. No more than a couple hundred feet away, five ghoulish beings with glowing yellow eyes and talon-like claws mauled one another. Limbs, blood, and gore flew skyward. Before they knew it, the creatures had completely dismembered each other. The monster that followed them sprang from the darkness and rushed at Eric, biting his leg just below the knee before retreating. The man howled in agony cradling the wound. What the hell was that thing? What? What thing? Didn't you see it? It bit me. Wait, there it is. Where? I I don't see anything. The being leapt out of nowhere again and took a bite out of Eric's shoulder. Before he could grab it, the assailant scurried off, chortling like a child. Did you see it that time? Kelly nodded. Are you all right? I think so. Perhaps it was a bad idea coming here. Let's just find our answers and get home. Be easier if that little freak doesn't attack again. After Eric spoke, they heard it laughing. Grinning, the critters sprang at them. But at the last moment, Kelly swatted away with her arm. Belting out a sharp yelp, it withdrew into the wilderness. The man gave his sister an unsettling look. That scared it off. But what else heard its cry? Hey, it worked, didn't it? 
Besides, those sounds seem pretty normal here. Kelly said. I suppose, Eric said, cradling his bite wounds. We should find somewhere to lay low. That tall figure is moving this way. The towering entity emitted a screeching growl. The siblings collapsed and cupped their hands over their ears. Once the awful din subsided, all the creatures scattered. If they're that scared... Callie trailed off. What do we do? Callie shrugged. Hide. Where? I don't know, but we can't just stand here. Callie grabbed his wrists and pulled him away. The dim light overhead faded. The lanky creature fixated its burning gaze on the duo. Kelly cursed and dove behind a small hill with Eric on her heels. Each step the entity took sent tremors through the ground. Eric's brown eyes peeked over the hilltop and watched the beast stop and focus its gaze. What's it doing? He mouthed softly. But Kelly didn't notice. She couldn't take her eyes off the towering brute. A massive hand reached down, grabbing a four-armed monster between its thumb and index finger The beast plucked off the creature's head, then ate the rest in a single gulp. After unleashing a boisterous howl, it scooped up another victim, devouring that one whole. The entity threw back its oversized triangular head and unleashed a second ear-spitting wail, followed by a human-like chuckle. It paused, regarded the hill Kelly and Eric cowered behind, then lumbered away. Kelly, look at your hands. She squinted in the half-light, held her hands up and gasped. Her skin suddenly looked pruned and ashen. The tips of her fingers blackened and the nails lengthened to curled talons. It's happening to you too. She pointed. We need to get out of here now. Kelly stood up and hastened for the gate. But it wasn't long before she slowed and clutched her chest, wheezing. Eric coughed (coughs) and ran his hand through his hair. (coughs) Mats of it clung to his fingers. He looked at his sister wide-eyed. What's happening to us? The giant refocused its attention on the siblings. This time, both felt their skin pucker. A sudden onslaught of fear and cold enveloped them and their inner strength diminished with every passing moment. Kelly's jaw went slack, and her eyes met her brother's. The creatures here must have... been people once. Eric coughed violently, (coughs) hacking up viscous brown fluid. I... I don't know the way back. Everything looks different. You're right right about this place. I I can feel it. That creature's beating on us. Just hang on. I can get us back to the gate, as long as it's still there. Together they pushed forward for what felt like hours before spying the shimmering void marking the world's entrance. With their last bit of energy, the duo straggled toward it. I don't think I can... I don't think I can go any further. Eric collapsed to his knees. The skin on his arms had turned grey and his eyes blackened to soulless pits. Go on. 
You can make it. Between the two of us, you're the strongest. Don't talk like that. We are doing this together or not at all. You are going to fight this, no matter how hard it gets. We are so close. Without a word, Kelly shoved her brother through the gateway before sliding through herself. Darkness took hold and they both collapsed on the floor. When her eyes opened, the morning light warmed Kelly's face. Her head pounded and felt foggy. But the changes had vanished. Eric was in the kitchen making coffee. Kelly silently poured herself a cup, then took a seat at the table. After a few sips, she eyed Eric. How are you feeling? Okay, I guess. It feels like a hangover. But all things considered, it could be worse. Kelly nodded, staring into the depths of her mug. Do you think it's over? I don't know. I believe the overlord of that world targets those who are sensitive to unusual things. Escaping could either have freed us or put a higher price on us. Well, no matter what, it's worse when we're together. I pray they don't come for us again tonight. I'm going to have to find somewhere else to stay soon so we can maintain some sanity. We know now what we're up against, so I'm hopeful that the worst is behind us. We should be able to fight it. Eric arched an eyebrow. Maybe you're right. But I have the opposite feeling. A stain latched onto my spirit when we entered that place, and it hasn't left me. I think that when we were there, small parts of our souls were consumed by that tall creature. I believe it wanted to twist us into monsters. Kelly shuddered. Her gaze remained on Eric as he finished his coffee. Whatever happens, we'll get through it together. Though she spoke the words, she found them difficult to hold on to. You've been listening to the Night's End Podcast, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Alternate Abyss was written by R. Michael. R. Michael is a science fiction and fantasy writer from Merrillville, Indiana. For more from R. Michael, head over to his Goodreads page at www.goodreads.com forward slash R. Michael, where some of his other great work is listed with links for you to go purchase. This episode was narrated by James Barnett, who also performed Jimmy Horace. You can see more from James at www.jamesbarnettauthor.com. Kelly was performed by R.E. Rule. R.E. Rule is one half of the team over at Tiny Tales Podcast, which is a weekly short story podcast spanning fantasy, horror, comedy, and everything in between. Go to www.tinytalespodcast.com to find out more. 
or search for it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was edited and produced by James Barnett. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to stay up to date with everything new that comes out with The Night's End, why not follow us on our social media pages? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And as always, stay horrific everyone.